0: Hey, what's going on everybody and welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a show where we talk to everybody in the world of pop culture and uh, we are very excited this week to be joined by the singer of an amazing Canadian punk band that uh, that I've been following forever and that I think you will absolutely love if you have not discovered them yet. They're called The Dirty Nil and we're going to be talking to their singer Luke today on the Rockman Power Hour. Hey, welcome everybody to the Rockman Power Hour. Uh, I'm here with my co-host Ryan Stick. Ryan, um, listen, I, we, we've got a lot to talk about because we've, we uh, we've we've been hanging out. We've been talking a lot lately. We've been uh, recording a bunch of stuff. We've been preparing for the summer. Uh, we've got so much on the go, but we did get a chance to go out the other night. And I want to talk a little bit about that because uh, I think we, we have some thanks that are in order to a specific band. But before we dive too fast into that I want to remind people to please like and subscribe Um, click that notification button so you will be alerted every time we drop a new episode and we tend to drop them a little more often than once a week sometimes sometimes we'll do an extra thing like a a bite-sized edition where we'll do a movie review and uh, we're always open to any suggestions you might have for content so please interact with us on our social media and like and subscribe wherever you are listening or watching this. We really, really appreciate it. And um, Ryan, this, the lights would not be on anywhere in the Rockman power hour. If it wasn't for the heartbeat of the Rockman power on that, of course, is. <laughs> heartbeat hot sauce. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was okay.
1: <laughs> that was what we in the business call smooth. Sarcastically. So that,
0: that, 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 that we would call a dramatic pause. <laughs>
1: there you go (laughs) Uh, so what do you got holding up show me what you got all right yep yeah yeah yeah. I got the Red Harmon right here love it but uh, I do also, just because it's green screen and I want to show it right now, I have, um, I'm horrified to tell you that I have four bottles of dill pickle and I've come to discover that they are all half empty. Mm. All of
0: them, <laughs> why are all of them half empty? They, they because be apparently. Like one of them half empty. I
1: know, I know. Apparently just one was gradually used and then another one and then another one. And now I feel like I'm in a Batman death trap and, uh, you know, I'm dangerously <laughs> low on my favorite stuff, so.
0: All right, mm-hmm. so, so Red Habanero, definitely a favorite of mine as well. I wanted to bring in some of the collabs because they have been collaborating with a lot of people. This is the mm. Inflames one. Um, have you tried the Inflames one? It's
1: I have. So it, it tastes like my mouth was in
0: flames And, it's, it's, uh, it's, and that's what's great about it is that the Inflames one on the hot meter in the back is at hot. So uh, check out the Inflames hot sauce. And this <laughs> is cool, too, because they've been making their way into motorsports. Heartbeats, Ryan Ellis sauce. This one's a little in between medium and Hot, uh, and this is another great one. So great, two great collabs that you can get from Heartbeat Hot Sauce. That, I'm telling you, Ryan, they're taking over the world. They're taking I, over I, the world. I like it when my name is on a hot sauce bottle any way I can get it. Can you imagine a Rockman Power Hour hot sauce? How cool would that be?
1: Yeah, it better not be mild, though. I like treating my mouth like it's in a dare.
0: Okay, you I'm know? just going to leave that alone. Yeah, there you Because I, like, I, I want to yeah. dare you to do some stuff with your mouth oh
1: okay well i've done that on the air a few times here where i just put the hot sauce in my mouth like this but it kind of like made me just bleed through all my supplies yeah ever again yeah ever again no no don't do that don't do that
0: all right so thanks to heartbeat hot sauce and thanks to studio house designs we both got something that both two movies that we love you've got the casper shirt on i love that and and i think that one if i'm not mistaken on the back it's the it's the advertisement for the okay no it doesn't have that one i know one now because you've got the tie-dye on okay i can see that yeah yeah but um th- w- what's great about that shirt is the uh they have got um a really really cool design um mm. on the back that yeah. uh that they've put on some of the hoodies and I think it's some of the long sleeves where it's the advertisement for the VHS. So Oh,
1: that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want I want I want the sweater too, but uh you know, I just want it, I want them all, like yeah. Pokemon, <laughs> I want to catch them all.
0: That's so uh that is the issue with Studio House Designs is that they make so many ride things that you want yeah. to get all of them. Uh, I'm rocking the Beetlejuice shirt. This is one that makes my rotation quite often. Um, usually mm. I wash it, it, it. It's it's on the top of the pile and I'm like, ah, I want to wear that again. So,
1: you know, what's uniquely crazy about that shirt is that on camera, mm-hmm. it looks green as hell and in person yeah. looks a bit more yellow. I believe it's because it glows in the dark. Yeah, I Absolutely. think it does. that
0: yeah. Don't don't. I mean, I turn the
1: lights off, me on it. it. <laughs> I don't walk around in the dark very often enough to uh, say, Hey, is my shit glowing? But, uh, you
0: know, if your shit's glowing in the dark, you got to go see a doctor. All right. Very, uh, not no not medical very advice old. on this show, but what we will do is we will talk about the dirty Nil, and they have got a brand new album out called free reigns to passions. It's actually coming out on May 26th. You can pre-order it now. Um, they are going to be in town in Montreal, um, this coming weekend at Pooza fest. And we're very excited about that. Ryan and I are going out. We're going to have one of our, um, hot dude, summer nights, dates Mm -hmm. which is going to be a lot of fun and uh, the new album is called free range free reign to passions um and the video for nicer guy ryan is so funny it is so funny and what i love about these guys is they always know how to do um a a funny video they always know how to make you laugh but at the same time they know how to write incredible songs and um I, i like this band the first time i saw them was at 77 and um they were just so so good they were so good and nice guys hard workers you know canadian dudes So they know how to do it. You know, they've, what I love about Canadian bands, they have this way of, it's almost like, and don't, and this is not, this isn't negative because they're so nice. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's almost like this confidence slash niceness slash we've done our homework. We've put in the hours and we know we're good. Like Mm -hmm. think Ryan Reynolds, perfect example, right? Ryan Reynolds might come across as someone who's a little arrogant, um, might come across as someone who's a little self-assured, but he's put the work in and he's a nice guy. So all yeah. that wrapped into one is what you usually get with really, really good Canadian bands. Do you, you, do, you do you get what I'm getting? Oh, uh, totally. And um, you're absolutely right
1: about that because sometimes when you meet a band that's a bunch of dicks, it's actually because <laughs> they don't feel that they're actually good and they have to kind of like act like dicks in order for people to take them seriously, yeah. which is not a Canadian thing. Yeah, actually.
0: Yeah. And, that, no, and that's a
1: big difference. Like, you, it's very rare to find a Canadian band that would do that. But at the same time, I think it's just because Canada, we have this way of kind of like not, uh, you know, we're, we're complimentative, But at the same time, we, we we don't technically celebrate our own enough. So as yeah. a result, they got to kind of go somewhere else us to take him
0: seriously and uh, i'm happy to say that dirty null is beloved all around the world so and you hear that when we when we talk to luke um you know he talks a lot about going to europe and and um and and the other thing ryan you know we, we love a good story on this podcast and oh, i love yeah. when a guest is comfortable enough to share a story and luke shares the best story about meeting one of his musical heroes and a second hero ended up showing up right at the photo op. And I don't even want to give it away because I want people to listen, but this story is is like a really, really good one. A really good moment of of, of meeting your hero. And I, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So without any further ado, let's jump into this right now. Our- <coughs> wow. Oh, that's staying
1: in. <laughs> Fuck me.
0: <laughs> wow. That was awesome. <coughs> no, it wasn't. No. that is just years of abuse mm-hmm. without any further ado here's our interview with luke from the dirty nil <laughs> could i keep the cop in? sure keep it in <laughs> all right really really happy to have on the show uh this week i, I really really like this band i like them for a long long time um i work at show uh, they've been my big shiny new song of the week a couple of times and they're coming to montreal for puza fest I have got Luke from the band The Dirty Nil. How are you doing, my man?
2: I'm fantastic. How are you, Jason?
0: I'm good. Um, I, I, I need to talk to you about this new record, but I really, really need to talk to you about the video for the single. <laughs> my pleasure. <laughs> because the first thing that I saw, I was scrolling, Doom scrolling on my phone, and um I just see footage of a soccer ball hitting someone. And I'm like, this is brilliant. And this is exactly the dirty nil in in a moment. <laughs> for me <laughs> just the tongue in cheek um but it, it, it was so effective because you, you know literally he's having the hot dog and and it's not nothing to do with the song yet it's just all right let's do that again <laughs> <laughs> and what i like about this band is that you have you have a certain intensity when you guys play live you guys know how to write hooks but you also know how to have fun um, very much and it just kind of brings me back to a time when bands were able to do that. You know, they when it came to the music and writing the music they were serious about it. You could tell that they, you know, they they were going for it and they had the chops, but they were able to laugh at themselves a little bit. Um Yeah. Where do, what do you attribute that to?
2: Well, I mean, I th- you know, we grew up on videos by, you know, Sum 41 and the Foo Fighters and Blink. stuff and videos. Yeah, videos that were funny and that I think that's the kind of stuff that really got us. And so we we rarely kind of delve into more serious and cinematic type videos um i think that when it comes to videos we just basically view them as an opportunity to see what we can get away with and what kind of (laughs) childhood jackass fantasies we can um get down on tape with the budget allotted to us so right we have a we have a a a video crew uh barn burner uh barn burner films that we work with on almost all of our videos and and basically we just get together and either Kyle or I will have like at least a rough concept. And then we kind of sit around and 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 just basically try and outdo each other with ideas on how to spice it up. And and then we 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 show up and we we do it in one day. And it's it's a lot of fun. I think we've we've done videos in the past that have been three day shoots and they're really long and exhausting. And you got to hear the song a trillion times and we basically try and shoot now to to have one day where we shoot off all of our fireworks in one go, so to speak. And sometimes mm-hmm. literally. Um, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I was going to say, you see, it seems like you got in, in, in nicer guy you get um, I don't know if it was a gender reveal uh, yeah. Yeah. thing. Like you, it looks like you got that right in the face.
2: I took it right <laughs> to the dome, Jason. And uh, it took a while to get that those pink particles out of my eyes.
0: So, um, and I want to talk about this song, obviously, because it, it's, the, it's the single, it's the single that I've been playing on my show. Um, when you shot that video, what were you, was it like a, um, a steady cam that you, because it looked like you're almost on a dolly, but like it, it, it gave the effect that you weren't necessarily just walking straight. There was a bit of an angle to it. How was that achieved?
2: So, we had a, a steady cam, which I can say for anybody who's never worn one out there, uh, it's wildly uncomfortable. I mean, <laughs> it
0: looked uncomfortable,
2: <laughs> yeah. It's it, um, it basically pre- puts all the weight of, so the camera's suspended in front of you and then held by two metal rods, yeah. And it, all of that weight is basically pushed into your lower back, and so you kind of have to lean back or else, um you'll fall forward. Right. So um yeah, I felt I felt like I was 90 years old at the end of that day. It was pretty yeah. but it, it
0: achieved but it achieved a look and it achie- and it achie- and achieves a vibe too.
2: We had a great day. And I think it's one of the only videos that we've ever shot that we didn't all get sunburns. So I'll chalk that up for <laughs> victory as well
0: did you guys have to draw straws when it came in the planning and when you were going over the treatment of the video, did you have to draw straws on who was going to take the soccer ball to the face while having the hot dog or
2: I think Kyle actually wanted that, that (laughs) shot himself. So I think there is no competition over that. Kyle, I think Kyle, uh, you know, shout out to Kyle. He's always willing to take a, uh, to, to, uh, to inflict maximum damage on himself for the proper shot. So he's, uh, he's, he's a soldier in that way. Um, I only had to get the, um, the fake bird poop on my head and the, uh, (laughs) the gender reveal shot in the eyes, which was, you know, oddly toxic tasting. I can imagine. Uh, But that's what, what's that's, I guess that's to be expected when you get them off of Amazon. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, Sam got the hot coffee on him. Yeah. And then at the end, the end of the video, if anybody's watched it to that point, uh, there's a a hail of cupcakes, cabbages, Yeah. uh, sauces and various other uh items thrown at us and that was a lot of fun that was probably the funnest part of the whole video
0: so the new album's coming out may 26th um and what's the plan moving forward from there i mean are you guys booked i know you're playing Poza uh but i guess about a week before the record comes out yes um what's the plan after that
2: So we got a six-week tour that starts on June 1st, uh, a full U.S. tour with uh, some select Western Canada dates um, with uh, Dan Romano in the outfit, who we're huge fans of. Um, Okay. You know, going back to and Black Days, but I think Dan's just incredible and his band is amazing. Um, So we're really, really stoked for that tour. Uh, That tour ends on July 15th in London, Ontario, um, and we play with Alexis on Fire, Billy Talent, uh silverstein and cypress hill which i'm
0: really excited about oh no. have you ever seen cypress hill never no oh man it is it, it, I, listen i've seen cypress many times um i got to go to about four prophets of raid shows oh yeah which was amazing um That's cypress that. hill are gonna like you make sure you find like i hope your times aren't conflicting that you're gonna know where
2: like, it's it's one of those great festivals where it's all one stage. So, oh,
0: great. Oh, you're going to have the best we'll time. And then
2: we'll so. just get to watch. So, yeah, uh, really looking forward to that. So then we're home for about a week or so. And then we've got a a, a pretty extensive UK tour that we're announcing in a few days um, that uh, we, you know, usually when we go to England, we only do two or three dates. So we're right. really excited to get up to Scotland and head, we've never been to Wales before. And we haven't nice. been to Brighton in a long time. So we're doing that. And then we're coming home from that. And then we were, we've got some dates, uh, some North American dates coming together for the fall and, um, uh, we're, we're still kind of patching together the rest of the year, but we plan to basically be on the road the whole time. And, um, you know, we've got a lot of other new music that we've got plans for as well. So really busy rest of the year. It's just really exciting to get it going again.
0: Yeah. Does it feel, so did you guys during pandemic, were you kind of sidelined or were you able to keep going?
2: We were pretty fortunate because we basically finished our last Yeah, cuz
0: I think when we when we spoke you you guys had right. kind of finished everything you kind of got out of it right before, right?
2: Right. So before we like- basically, you know, long story short we 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 got the pandemic really struck with the with the lockdown right as we had finished drums and bass for the album so then i right. got to finish the guitar locked in the studio with the engineer our producer had had to fly back to seattle cuz they were closing the border so we basically finished the album from home and sent the tracks out to him he mixed it and so we were able to basically move forward with the album and shoot videos outside under all these pandemic guidelines and keep things moving forward which was a real saving grace for us because it, it didn't allow us to sit on our hands. Like a lot of bands had to, I really felt for the bands that couldn't do anything, but we were super busy during 2020 and 2021 as well. Just kind of, we stretched out that album campaign because we really had nothing better to do. Right. Um, Right. And then, yeah. So then basically as soon as the album was done in 2020, I just started writing more songs and we, we have a ton of songs now that we're, that we we've got backlogged and we're, um, where we you know we always kind of we always hammer away at them in the practice space and make sure that you know in our terrible little concrete practice space that if the arrangement can sound good in this horrible little room then it's ready to record basically right. we're, we're not the kind of band that steps into the studio with an idea and then has a producer help us put it all together we're kind of we're old school we we make sure that things really really rip in our terrible bunker of a jam space from front to back before we even step before we even demo it. So
0: you you guys um, have been in this space for a long time, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Cause I
0: think we've, we've spoken before about this. I, I, you seem to really have a disdain for this place.
2: I have a serious (laughs) disdain yet grudging respect uh, an acknowledgement that it's an important part of our, 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 band, you know, this horrible, horrible space. <laughs> we've, we've had some nice jam spaces. This is not one of the nicer ones, but I will say it's very secure right. and very that's, centrally that, located. It's, it's so, everything. Right?
0: I mean, you come know? on, man. Security when you're in a band and, 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 you know, your gear and all that, that's everything.
2: Yes. My, we've had a, we had one jam space that you, we just knew it wasn't going to last because we were sharing it with the Arkells. Okay, and um, it was right across the street from a law office, and it was on the second floor of this beautiful old building that was being renovated. And we would play so loud. and these it had these massive windows that did like all the sound was escaping. And the law office would come across to the ba- building managers and say, are you sure that's the Arkells playing up there? And they'd be like, oh yeah, it's fine. It's just the Arkells. And then like, you know, a month later, they're like, that's definitely not the Arkells. i going to turn it down. So we got kicked out, but you know, we had to, we had a good time.
0: So someone was knocking at your door. Huh.
2: Yes. Someone was knocking at the door, <laughs> at our door. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, the, um, the, I,
0: the, I think the first time I saw you guys play was at 77 in Montreal.
2: Oh, that was a great show. Yeah. That was
0: quite a while back. Um, and I remember um, we had, we had just started playing you guys and I was very excited to finally see this band play. Um, and then I got to see you in a smaller room and it's what, what's good about you guys, you, you're able to adapt. If you are on a festival, you can play to a festival size crowd. Or if you're in a smaller room, you can split. And that obviously comes from being adaptable and playing all these different size rooms. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, we obviously, you know, like most you know, punk bands or rock bands, where we we m- have played a lot of basements and <laughs> yeah. tiny bars and all the corners of North America and Europe, and so we've that's kind of our you know main our main format. But when we get the opportunity to play on these big stages, it's so nice to have some some space to run around and yeah. and, and really enjoy it. But I think that we grew up on classic rock bands, and we were the first YouTube generation, and so kyle and i when we started the band when we were 16 years old we were just we would just sit there and watch videos of the who and yeah and windmills and the smashing and everything and so we we were always drawn to these big theatrical bands and so that's kind of just like a a part of what we love about rock and roll and we never really liked bands that just stood there and and focused on perfection that was never interesting to us so we've uh we've we've always been drawn to the uh to 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 the the theatrical and the the chaos of rock. Well, and rock. yeah, and
0: and that's the thing. I mean, there's what I, and you, it's funny you bring up the Who because they're always one of the bands that I always say doesn't get the the respect that they deserve. Um, and, and yeah, they're respected, but they're not always in that conversation of right. the greatest. And they were really pioneers. Yeah. I mean, come on.
2: Well, they're, I mean, out of all the class, uh, out of all that kind of first wave, like, you know, classic rock bands, they're definitely, they've always been my favorite. Yeah. I think just because they did something completely different from everybody else. And I'm just, I think Pete's the great, he's my favorite guitar player of all time. Yeah. We, amazing. we, uh, there's a great interview with, um, Mark Marin where basically, I think Mark Marin talked to Mick Jagger and, yeah. Mark is just like, okay, so who was the best band and of all the, the sixties bands and he hasn't even finished the question and he's and Mick Jagger's like the who like there's he's just like they nobody could beat them they were just the best and Mick Jagger's not the kind of guy to dole out compliments to other bands but he just no he's forced to admit that like the who did bring it more than anybody else did well
0: yeah and and I think one of the reasons why they kind of might have gotten left out of the conversation is because they they were kind of uncompromising in in everything that they did you know like they yeah. th- you could tell that they really they were really the beginnings of punk rock for me mm-hmm.
2: very much so i think so and i think one of the other things that somewhat stilted their their uh that hindered them a little bit was that like the gulf between the f- ferocious live presence that they had and their yeah. studio recordings was pretty significant for a while yeah. and i oh, think yeah. they really closed that gap um on live at Leeds and basically showed what they could do live on record i think that's still one of the most kick-ass so good live recordings of all time and and from then then on like through the 70s they have a lot of really ripping studio recordings who's next is obviously just incredible but yeah um you know i think uh they they took them a while to figure out how to really deliver what they do on the tape um but they they figured it out
0: yeah and they're still playing
2: and they're still doing it we had we had we had the opportunity to play with them actually we, we played with them in uh 2017 on my birthday and i got to meet
0: okay Pete, all right hang on let's talk about that because yeah i usually like to ask bands who who's been that band that they played with or they so obviously you know after you're a who fan so am i i can tell right off the bat um, yeah just by you you know your shit what was that like it was just the
2: best. It was probably the best day of my whole rock and roll little journey <laughs> so far. Like it was in any in, in I guess in anybody's career, anytime you achieve something, it's always contextualized by like, this is great, but these other bad things are happening. So it's not right. as good as it looks on paper. You you can, you know, you can rob yourself of victories that way. But with sure. that day, there's no it was it was a pure, clean like back in time, high five to our 16 year old selves. It was unbelievable. It was just one of the best days of my entire life. We got to play, it was Festival d'été. And, okay.
0: um, festival Te in Quebec.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's amazing, and that festival. Incredible. I mean, by far the biggest stage we've ever played on. So and, big. Um, it's incredible. <laughs> and so and all pe- of our- for
0: people For people that don't, I've never been there before. and And it's true because I have some of my friends like, from Montreal, anglophones that have never been to that festival. I'm like, "Guys, this festival is incredible. You have no idea. Yeah. Like you can see, you know, um Slayer and Level 42 the same week." Yeah. And they're like, yeah. "What? No, no, but th- that main stage is so fucking big." Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's it's huge. It's bananas.
2: <laughs> like the ne- the next night was Metallica. We got to stay right. and watch Metallica play. I was just and then I remember looking at the festival lineup and, you know, I'm, it, I'm, I'm going to butcher this cause I can't quite remember it, but it's two like levels of this or artists of this level. is like Kendrick Lamar, the who, yeah. like all of the top artists in the world are there during that week. Like every time I see the lineup of that festival, it blows my mind. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: So. so you, so you got to meet, so how, how did like you. How, did you have to arrange it? Did you have to say in advance, like, Hey, I'm a big fan or was it just in passing? H- how did it happen?
2: So basically they had their own area of the backstage and we were basically just told, just do not enter this area. And awesome. I, obviously like these guys are 70. I, I totally understand that they, they got, you know, and it was the first show of their tour. So yeah, um, they, they want to be left alone. But the funny thing is like, after we had uh, finished playing I was going back to our green room and I looked over and I saw, and Pete Townsend was in our area and he was carrying a bunch of pieces of paper and he was trying to find his guitar tech and he was really angry. Funny that Pete Townsend's really angry, Uh, but uh, he's, he's, he's looking for his guitar tech. And so I started kind of like following behind him about like 10 feet behind him. And then all of a sudden this, this Escalade limo, pulled up and basically pinned Pete Townsend and I against a fence together and then he turned around and I just like exploded I'm like oh my God Pete Townsend <laughs> like like a like a 14 year old girl and he kind of I don't know if something he, uh, he he was he was very nice to me and I just basically uh, said like you're my favorite guitar player and you're my favorite band. This is the best day ever. It's my birthday. I just kind of blurted out a bunch of stuff, embarrassed myself. I didn't care though. And he hit his his guitar tech came up and he took a couple photos of us. Oh, so you got and pictures. Then, yes. And oh, then, amazing. And then while we were hanging out, uh Pete said, Hey Roger, do you want to get in this shot? And I look over, and Roger Daltrey had just gotten out of this limo that pulled up. And Roger's like looking at us with crossed arms, and he's just like, I don't think he wants me in the shot. I think he just wants Pete. And then I'm just like, Roger Daltrey. I screamed, Roger Daltrey, and I like grabbed him and brought him in, and everyone was like laughing because of how hysterical I was. And we like did a few shots together. It was just the best day.
0: That is so. incredible. That is an amazing yeah. story. So that is a good day. It, you know, when those kind of things happen, I'm sure it reaffirms all the shitty days. It makes you realize that if I wouldn't have put in all that work, you know, all those hours in that fucking cement room, all those play- times playing, you know, in, I don't know, in like fucking Kitchener in some fucking basement, church basement, like whatever. it, it It's all worth it when that happens.
2: It is. I mean, you would
0: never, that wouldn't have happened if you wouldn't have done all that.
2: No, no. And it's one of those things that you can't really predict. And it was just a complete chance meeting in terms of me being able to actually rub shoulders with them, literally. Yeah. But um you know as i said it's when you when you make rock and roll your career i'm sure even to people that only have a peripheral view of it there's there's a lot of issues and you know it's 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 a complicated career yeah. path to say the least but moments like that pull all of that away and 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 bring you back to your 14 year old self who's just like purely excited about music and has yeah. no jaded feelings or anything. And so it's uh it, it really, really gives you life. Um, and, and it, it's, it's, it's definitely a, it's something that I get to have for the rest of my life is that memory. It's, it's a beautiful it, thing.
0: This is the thing that, you know, unless you've played music and I played music, um, you know, I, I was in a band for a long time, did a lot of fun stuff until you do that. And realize that you know these are moments that will last forever. Their memories and but it's the the trick is that when you're in the grind, to remember that you know you have to enjoy, And like you were saying, there's this it, it, that was a perfect day. Yeah. You know, you took you, you. It was just the and because most bands aren't always in the perfect day, even if perfect things are happening. Because you are yeah. thinking about the yeah. loadout after and this and that, and to be able to take that time and maybe step out of yourself and go, wait a minute, like. Luke's here with fucking his heroes, you know, Yeah, like it's great that that happens because yeah, incredible things happen when you're in a band and when you, it's, it's a, it's a journey, but it's, it's, I've always said this, these are the things that you're going to be able to sit on a, you know, on a porch one day drinking lemonade when you're old going, remember when we met the who? Yes. And, and that and I, I always say that these are old man moments. Yes. That's an old man moment. Definitely. Yeah.
2: That's one of my better old man moments for sure. There's uh, there's a few other ones that I would love to have, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, uh, I mean my my other favorite band is The Replacements, and I I think that I think it's very low chance that they'll ever play together again. And Paul Westerberg, who's my other hero, who's, uh, seems to be a bit of a recluse, so I don't think I'll ever get to meet him. But uh, I'll take Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey. That's that's just that's going to have
0: to do. Yeah, but if you put it out there and you say that you want to meet Pete, you might might happen.
2: You never know. You never know. Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's, I know people that do know him and I've, you know, I've, I've, I've tried to not push it too hard, you know, but yeah. if, if there's, if the opportunity presents itself every time I'm in, min, in Minneapolis, I'm always just like reaching out to people. Like what's the re- most recent sighting of, uh, Paul, has anybody <laughs> seen him? What's wh- where, where was my best
0: chance of finding him? Was but, he side stage uh, at first Avenue? I mean, come on. Yeah. Come yeah yeah it's um it, it's amazing when those things can happen and and i think it might i mean you've said it now you've made it public you probably said it before but on this show you've made it public so we're gonna will it and i'm gonna tell you oh. i have this i have this knack of making things happen so i'm gonna put it out there too i'm gonna pray oh on
2: thank it. you jason i
0: appreciate <laughs> it dude um so tell me a bit about this show that's happening uh in montreal have you guys played poosa fest before i would imagine right
2: we have but it's been a long time um it's uh i mean i just love puza i yeah. think it's just it's it's we, it's been way too long since we've been to montreal The last time we were there was 2019 so it's been about four years and um it feels really good to be coming back like right like right before our record comes out we're playing with the bronx who i love oh yeah and um you know it's it's just a great it's a great weekend for us we've got a couple shows in kitchener right before
0: speaking of uh, kitchener <laughs> speaking of kitchener yeah yes. I wasn't shitting on kitchener i was just trying no, to think of a, of a smaller no. market you know i could have said no. i should i should have said like peterborough or something yeah yeah it was, it's, it's it's not quite cr- Kitchener. actually we're playing at a brewery from some s- somewhere around there i can't quite
2: remember the town name but uh, right Anyways, uh, we've got a couple warm up shows and we got the, the Pooza fest show. I, I just love the festival. It's, 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 it's one of those great opportunities that we have to see some of our friends that we never get to see where everybody kind of converges on one area. It's like a South by Southwest, but way more manageable and less yeah. stressful. It's yeah, just, totally. it's, it's a perfect size festival. I really like Pooza.
0: And what's great about it, it's in Montreal, it's really the kickoff to the summer. I mean, yeah. Pooza's and, and it's always like that dicey time. Is it going to be warm? Is it going to be kind of cold? Yeah. Like, but it's the kickoff and you know, when Pooza happens, summer's open it's almost yes. like it well it's and it happens on you would. i mean it's almost around may to, may 2 4 weekend which you mm-hmm. guys ontario um relate to which we never kind of celebrate may 2 4 weekend i remember going to ontario and people going oh what are you doing for may 2 i'm like what
2: yeah nothing yeah nothing i mean what
0: is may 2 for a weekend but but it is a nice time of year so i'm glad you're coming back to montreal um i'm glad we're able to support you here at the station as well and oh thank you dude, so much that was a great story you should you should tell more stories because you're a great storyteller and i'm glad oh, we got to share that moment
2: that's kind of you well i i appreciate any opportunity that i have to uh to tell my who story
0: I, well and we're going to make sure everybody hears your who story because it's oh, a great thank one. You. new album comes out may 26 thanks so much for taking the time and uh we'll see you soon man My
2: pleasure. Hail, hail, rock and roll.
1: So, yeah, that's the king of all stories. And I got to say, it's like if I ever met the who, would I let all my inhibitions down and become an excited and excitable uh, 13 year old girl over somebody? Yes, probably. Actually, you know what? (laughs) Actually, I've had a lot of practice over the years meeting some really amazing rad people and. I've managed to keep it together. But I have a question, Jason. Who is your Pete Townsend? Because everybody has that one person that is like, I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. Holy shit. Yeah. I,
0: yeah. I think really it's funny because there's been two. Peter Hook okay. from New Order, Enjoy Division. That one, that one. But Okay. And he was on the show and you kept it together. Good yeah. for you. And 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 but but he's been on the show after meeting him a few times. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh,
1: that's why. Right.
0: Okay. But yeah. the one that I got to say the most starstruck that I've ever, ever been was Jim Kerr from Simple Minds. And we had him on as well. But the first time I met him, Julia yeah. loves this story because she didn't understand at all. Um, <laughs> I I was downstairs at Metropolis waiting to interview him. Mm-hmm. And he walked down the stairs and I almost started crying. And Julia looked at me and she goes, what the fuck is wrong <laughs> with you? And I go, well, it, it, it's, and I was just like, I can't, I can't believe it. Like, it's Jim Kerr. And she was just, yeah. she, um, she after she was like you know because she comes to a lot of these things with me and she's met a lot of people and she's like he just was like some old dude yeah Yeah, (laughs) you know for her it was it it, she didn't understand and i'm like no but and then at the end of the night um she's you know we're backstage and she's chatting with charlie Burchill the guitar player who's another older guy about you know whiskeys and scotch and beer and they're just talking about alcohol and stuff and i'm Mm. just i'm like Fuck man, this is just a crazy moment. So I've had those moments, and so his moment with uh, Roger Daltrey and with Pete Townsend. I mean, geez, man, that is just so. That's epic, and I understand that completely. You know, that is that is one where, and I love the way he shares it with such enthusiasm. You know,
1: if I ever met Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day, I think I would. I think. With training, the few, the little bit of training in acting I've had, I, I would keep it together. Yeah. But I got to tell you, inside my little brain, you'd be, yeah, your mind, I'd be, be fucking shitting myself. So, Billy Joe Armstrong and Nikki Six and I are, all, if we all are sitting on a conversation yeah. at a table talking about music, you'd have to buy me a new pair of pants.
0: <laughs> well, we got to make that our goal. I mean, we've had Nikki yeah. Six on the podcast. So we got to get uh, Billy. Well, it was
1: trying right. to edit a Nikki six interview, but I'm just like, if I ever hear him say my name with intention and it doesn't follow, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> 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 it would be All great. Right.
0: Well, we want to, uh, we want to thank our, uh, our guest, Luke from the dirty nil. i uh, make sure you go check them out at Pooza fest this coming weekend in Montreal. They're going to be playing at Fafun electric with the Bronx. So if you are from Montreal, you know what Pooza is. And if you're not, Um, check it out. It is great. What I love about Pooza um, and it's my first time going this year. I've never been before. Um, Mm. And what I love about Pooza just in, in itself as you know, a festival that's announced it to me, it's always, that means summer's coming. Pooza is always the first one. It's always the one in May. It's the first festival you see announced in terms of like, you know, spring, summer, here we go. And, um, and I'm excited that you and I are going to get to go see them on Sunday night. So go check them out this Sunday night at Pooza festival and, I've played um, Pusa twice. Of course you have.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was in a band called The Real Deal for a few years there. And we played um, the biggest, I think it was the last Montreal Real Deal show I ever did was Play Club okay. Soda. Right. And we were opening up uh, first. And uh, it's f- actually funny. I'm, we'll, we'll tell, refer, reference our episode on cattle decapitation. I'll tell, I'll tell the details of the story a lot more. But long story short, we're at Pusa playing with mad caddies and just playing club. Soda, it was just so surreal to be like, i watched so many bands rock the stage and now I'm standing on the stage yeah. and I can't hear my bass Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: and right before we go, we also have to give a big shout out to the interrupters. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we had them on the show a while back and you and I got to go to the show in Montreal. Uh, Amy, Kevin and, uh, and, and the twins were just so nice and they were amazing. Yes. I mean, Justin and Jesse. Great, great people. Great. Mystery
1: solving twins. The, the president the, section.
0: <laughs> seriously, dude, they're such great people. Um, they were gracious hosts. They're I, I love I love that band. And you know, you know, when you see that band that's doing well and you're cheering from the sidelines and you really oh, yeah. want them to do well, that's the band. I want them to do I want them to dominate. And the fact that they're dominating in what they're doing makes me so happy because they deserve it. They work hard, they're good people. And you know, you go backstage everybody's treated so well like would you like mm. something to drink do do that? And mm. they, they gave us all t-shirts like they were just really nice they really know how I to know. take care of people and
1: it's just well i was surprised by the t-shirt thing i was like what yeah it's the I'm little like, things i'm like i'm rockman's robin no one gives me fucking no. t-shirt to <laughs> mine but uh, but it's what's a beautiful thing is after they're on our podcast we've we kept in contact mm. and amy independently <laughs> invited us both to the show not even mm. together where we're core where we're coordinating But like when we got there, it's like, oh, you're here too.
0: Great. Well, that's (laughs) it. And it's just, it's just nice when it's nice when you have that connection with someone and it's genuine and, and they, they remember like, those are the little things that that's what separates, you know, um, someone who's going to really, really succeed to someone who's like, "Eh," it's, it's the details, Hmm. the little things. And it's the genuineness of it. Like they're not, they're not doing it just to be oh we want to. Uh, you know, they're doing it because they're just nice people, and it's it's. I, I really appreciate when that when that's done. When people, you know, when people appreciate you, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, they're great, and I'm so happy they're doing well. They sold out the Olympia, like sold. Yeah. Out. I mean, it was so busy in there, dude. We were talking about like, I'm surprised
1: they're not canadian based on how nice they are, which I is know. such a <laughs> typical thing to say. But I'm saying it's like you ever meet a band and they're the nicest people ever. But they suck yeah oh yeah it's like they're so they are so good musically in theory they could be awful and yeah. i would take it that's yeah. how good they. that's yeah. how good they are as songwriters and live and i was telling um i was telling uh jesse this in the band is that usually bands that put out that much energy and put on such a performance live the playing gets sacrificed the tightness Mm. gets sacrificed in order for entertainment but they managed to do both which is really really not easy to do how can you how can you look amazing on stage but at the same time not fuck up
0: i think it's the repetition it's the fact that it's the closeness of the band like you can't fake that when a band is close as a unit like i remember when when my band was touring and when we were living together we were living together in California. We did the struggle together. We were together 24 seven. And I remember that, that, that's awful. It was, <laughs> and, but it wasn't, but it wasn't, it was great. Actually, there was times, but it, it, but yes, it, but no, I know. Yeah. But that, that lineup of the band, that like inches of the main inches from yeah. the main line version of the band was the tightest because we were dialed in, man. We were, we had, were well rehearsed before we moved to California. And that's all we cared about was that. So I remember those, that, gr- that group of songs and, When we would go, we would just be like, we would be firing on all cylinders, as they say. A well-oiled rock and roll machine. And that's what the interrupters are.
1: I read in this book, in Duff McKagan's book, and I swear, like reading this pages, like made the back of my hair stand up, where they're on this Canadian tour um, and the car broke down
0: Mm. and they had
1: nowhere to go. And Tracy Guns had just quit the band and Slash and Steven had joined. And they're on this tour and uh, Duff said, and we all sat there waiting for the, someone to come back yeah. and we all sat in silence laser focused and that's when i realized i finally found the army that i'm going to take over like music with uh, and yeah. i was like oh fuck and i can visualize in my head the yeah. movie they make someday just five young guy five young guys like on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere not complaining not crying not whining just being like we're going to fucking do this and yeah. i was like oh i love books yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love autobiographies now they're the yeah. best
0: all right well thank yeah. you so much for uh, for joining us this week on the rockman power hour i want to thank our guest luke uh from the dirty nil definitely go check them out at puza mm-hmm. festival this coming weekend thanks to heartbeat hot sauce this is uh, the Inflames edition that I'm... It's called the Inflames um, uh, Touch of Red. Got to Use our promo code ROCKMAN20 and get 20% off your entire order. And that code is good forever. You can keep using it over and over again and tell your friends about Heartbeat Hot Sauce. You will not regret it. It is one of the best hot sauces you will ever try in your life. Thank you to Studio House Designs for keeping us looking as good as we can look. That is for sure. And um, you can check them out at studiohousedesigns.com. Thank you to AKG as well. And um, also, thanks to my co-host, Ryan Stick. Thank you to our producer, Julia Kajerski. And to all of you, we'll see you next time on the and Power Hour.